Hello, everybody, and welcome back into another edition of This Versus That. I think we're having a little bit of technical difficulty, so we'll start you from the top. This is the Christmas week. This is what we did. We broke down some music. We're going to get into uh, what it was like, what happened, what it's like now. This is your host, Michael Leopold. Hey there, Bill. Merry Christmas to you. And that is my co-host, Bill Forness. All right, man. All right. Hey, we had, a, we had a good week, like we talked about. Uh, there was a lot to choose from. This could have went on all month long. But hey, we got some solid ones in there. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. I love Christmas. And I, I, I like right. Christmas music. And I'm looking forward to too. talking through the matchups. I do, too. I hope to do a, a full-on Christmas album night produced someday i have an ep but i don't have anything really nice all right hey enough about me let's talk about monday's matchup was jingle bell rock the bobby helms version and rocking around the clock brenda lee's version i'm not uh, rocking around the clock uh rocking around the christmas tree right oh uh, rocking around the, oh, <laughs> oh that's a totally <laughs> rocking around the christmas tree and uh Guess what? It smoked it. Uh, rocking around the Christmas tree, sixteen to Jingle Bell Rocks three. What do you? What's your take on this? Well, I, I'm with the public on this one, man. I, Brenda Lee is so smooth in this song, and and the and the music. I mean, it sounds like it's straight up from ba- Bill Haley and the Comets. So I get why you said rocking around the clock because it definitely has that vibe. And uh, Jingle Bell Rock for me is a little more kitschy not as cool, not as hip. And Brenda Lee gives it a little sexy swagger. Um, you know, she just had a style that, that, that just brings out that, that the magic of that song for me. I, I, and I like hearing that one. Sometimes I hear Jingle Bell Rock and it doesn't matter if it's Helms's version or if it's Daryl Hall and John Oates version. I'm not feeling it most of the time. <laughs> I got to tell you. So uh, how about you? Where are you sitting on that one? Well, I love Jingle Bell Rock, but, you know, I, I recorded it once before with uh, with an upright bass and electric guitar, and we did a cool sort of jazzy version of it, and uh, I've just always been a fan. I like the modulations of, of where it goes, but, uh, but just the, the construct of how it was written for me is, is, is it, I like rocking around the Christmas tree, but... Um, but for me, I'm I'm going with the underdog here. I gotta, right. uh, I gotta go with Jingle Bell Rock. I think I, I think it, it needs your help. It it needs it your help in the corner. It's me. <laughs> we lose. We, we lose bad. And no, uh, the, the great I, thing is, you never lose. I mean, in in, in this versus no, that, it, it's more about you know what what does it make you think of? You know, I mean, without a doubt, Jingle Bell Rock was one of the cooler hip songs when i was a kid you know when you're listening to the classics um the 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 white christmases and the and the silent nights and the and the heart the heralds you know you got the hymn style you know very you know about chris the christian side of, of christmas not the commercial side of christmas you know the, it, it brought a little rock and roll to christmas music and so for that i love both these songs you know it, but out of the two for me it, it brenda lee is just too cool for words for me you know she just has a little something that that strikes me just right 
I like them both. I don't I don't see where anyone said anything. Uh, they just sort of like made their picks. I don't, did you see anything where anyone said anything definitive about this? You know, not not really. Um, I don't know. Uh, to, to tell you the truth, I, I did not. I, I'm, I didn't I'm pulling up my page, but uh, I, I think we're uh, – we, it was pretty much just black and white, you know. Yeah, that's all right. That's fine. Fine and dandy. We can move on to the next one. You want me to call it? Sure. Your favorite. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Gene Autry's version, and Frosty the Snowman, Jimmy Durant. Oh, let's just talk about another straight-up butt-kicking here. 31 for Rudolph and 9 for Frosty the Snowman. Oh, boy. So Jimmy, Durante, Jimmy Durante's version from, from, the, from the cartoon version of uh, Frosty the Snowman, you know, it definitely is memorable. There's no doubt about it. I mean, nobody sounded like Jimmy Durante. I mean, th th that guy was uh, had a had a certain sound um, and a, and a look too. Yep. Um, but you know, just on the song front, and I I liked how you teased me at the beginning. Um, I, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer might be my least favorite <laughs> Christmas song. Now, I love the story of Rudolph. I love the little puppet. Show yeah, with the, the, yeah, the cartoon Yukon Cornelius and 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 the Bumble, give me that all day long. But <laughs> the song, the second I hear Gene Autry pull up and sing that, I turn the I turn the station. I find any other Christmas song, or I, I go to NPR. I, I you know I I can't I can't listen to it. I don't know why it, it just is not there for me. But Frosty, I love the magic. I love the magic of this snowman coming to life. And leading these kids on a romp through the city, ignoring the cops, <laughs> having a party, stirring everything up, and then just hitting the road. I'm going to melt away, so let's live now, baby. It kind of has like a Sinatra vibe. That's what I'm thinking. And the Ella Fitzgerald version, I think I posted that up there. Her version is swing, 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 baby. So get on board. Let's get a broomstick and go into town. Let's go. <laughs> See, so here and all right. So here's a couple of comments, and it's like Matt Reedy said Rudolph, not even close. So <laughs> then you got Pam Hansen said, "No, what a decision, Rudolph by sixty seconds." What about Dave Berliner? He says Frosty's. He goes Rudolph. Frosty's runaway kids on a freezing train never sat well with me. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was taking the, the the song or the cartoon a little too literally, but hey, I hear you, Berliner. I hear you. Yeah. I loved both these cartoons. I mean, at, especially you know, as a kid and getting excited uh, for television when we were growing up. Oh. This was a big deal. This was coming on. What? How many channels did we have to choose from, brother? No, Five. right. If it, and if you missed it, it was only on the once. That's it. That's it. That was Bye. it. Boom, done. So, uh, did you ever miss it? Let's Hell yeah. I mean, I you played a lot of, yeah, oh, I mean, I played oh, a lot of sports and flat practice basketball oh. after, you know, and sometimes I'd miss that, that show, but, uh, oh my God, I'll tell you what, that abominable snowman, when I was, when I was little, yeah. scared the daylights out of me, scared me the too, daylights man. out of me. Me too. So Adam Hackworth says, 
He goes exactly the opposite of Dave Berliner, and he says, Frosty, Rudolph shows us the rest of Santa's reindeer were prejudiced turds. Frosty just had a magic hat powered by the magic of Satan. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Great, man. funny. I mean, and Herbie wants to be a dentist. He did. Yeah. So I love the story of Rudolph. Absolutely love it. I'm with you on that because, you know, I mean, come on, man. He's picked on. Come on. Your poor nose here. Then he shows him, hey, those other reindeer were kind of a-holes, you know? I mean, they they were not nice. A little prejudice, if I do say so. Red nose. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Uh, And then, then then he becomes, you know, the big deal. He, he saves the day. And that song is, you know, tells the story really, really well. And I you think that Bert, a lot of people identify with that, especially kids going, I'm picked on and I can, Santa's going to, the teacher's going to make me save the day. I mean, I can remember sort of all that sort of stuff. Yeah, Rudy was definitely the, the hero. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He's on yeah. the dog and he ends up the hero. Everybody wants to be his friend in the end. And that's a great redemption story, right? Great redemption story. Everybody loves that around Christmas time. Now, I will say this. There is a version of Rudolph that I do like, that I found, I, I will say, even a slightly more than tolerable, and it's Dean Martin's version. Dean, Dean Martin can take a song like that and make me like it. I love Dean. He, he, was, a great, he was great at doing Christmas songs in general. Let It yes, Snow is one of my very favorite songs, uh, That that uh, one of my very favorite Christmas songs, and it's the way he did it. Yeah, absolutely love it. That guy is the king of cool, and he he absolutely killed it on. And, you know, that's one of the things, too, and I know we're out of time on this one, but not everyone should sing Christmas songs. <laughs> that's right. And, and everybody does. And it's like, you know what? You might be a great vocalist. That doesn't mean that you need to, to, to jump into Christmas songs. We're, I'm going to go with you. I'm gonna go with you with Frosty though. I'm going with you on it because I like the I, I like that that whole vibe and it's it, even though it ends kind of sad, that's life. <laughs> that's life. And you know what? He's gonna be back someday. The next time it snows, we get right. that top hat going. It's All right, bro. I know we gotta move on. Yeah, we gotta move. Right. That we was gotta... fun. That okay. was fun. I enjoyed that. All right. <laughs> so we got Paul McCartney. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we got Paul McCartney and his wife, uh, Linda, on Wonderful Christmas Time. And then we've got Wham, George Michael, and his buddy Andy uh, doing Last Christmas. Now, the cool thing, now, we have 11 to 7 Last Christmas wins over Wonderful Christmas Time. This is a tight one. You know, this is, this is pretty close. The, the thing I liked about these two choices were when I was a teenager, in high school, I think both these songs came out. Maybe Wonderful Christmas Time came out when I was in junior high. But in high school, the Wham! song came out. And it was the kind of the, that introduction, hey, we got a new song, you know, that's never been written before or, or, or sung before. It, you know, it's a whole new song. That these both become somewhat of Christmas standards and classics, at least from my kids' perspective. And these were new, made by modern artists, that I could relate to, you know, that weren't my parents' artists. It wasn't Bing Crosby. It wasn't Johnny Mathis. It wasn't Andy Williams. And I love those dudes. But it was 
in the modern kind of vibe. And I dug that. The only thing I find laughable is Wonderful Christmas Time. How many lyrics are in that song? I mean, there might be four lines total. <laughs> and it's so repetitive. It's I, so repetitive. But, but it still makes me think of Christmas when I hear it. But I go, I'm going last, last Christmas. I love that, that heartbreak and, and that, that uh, kind of going, hey, you, you fooled me once, but you're not going to fool me again. You know, <laughs> I know what you're about. Right. Or buddy, whatever, if you're a girl or you're a guy or whatever, you know, that guy screwed you over last Christmas. You're not letting it happen this Christmas. <laughs> right. I, I totally, uh, I like what you said about, um, about that. It's, it's ours. It's our era. I mean, right. long after we're gone and folks are listening to this, um, it's ours. It's we we get to own some of this stuff a little bit anyway. Well, look Low at how many. I'm sorry. No, look how many people have covered last Christmas. I mean, I, know. I just heard of one today, and I didn't know who it was singing it. It was a female, a newer artist. I didn't know who it was. Well, I know Taylor Swift does it. Gwen Stefani did it. Michael Bublé's done it. You know what I mean? And and so yeah. that tells me it's a classic. It's a standard. You know, and that, that came out when you and I were kids, and that's pretty cool. Yep. Uh, tell, tell, tell me how you feel about the Paul McCartney song. I mean, I, well, it makes me think of Christmas, but holy cow, there's nothing there. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, let me, let me say what I really think about what Paul McCartney did there. And I could be totally off my rocker, but I think he says, well... I can write a Christmas song that'll be a hit and it'll be the most non, you know, melodic song of all time. And I mean, it's so straight. The whole, the thing, it doesn't even sound like music necessarily when you first <laughs> hear it. That, what is that noise? Boink, 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 boink. It's so ridiculous it's like what oh is, that's awesome it, and then it's just him going Simply here we are <laughs> it's almost as if he did it intentionally to go look how ridiculous i can do this and i'll make it a hit because of who i am <laughs> no somebody said he if did. anybody else does it it ain't happening man i think somebody i think happen. somebody posted i think greg fugate posted and I, I don't have it in front of me but i think he posted something about he gets five hundred thousand dollars a year royalty on that song. <laughs> he needs. I hope he's giving that to charity. I really do. Low Harden said another tough. Low <laughs> Harden said another tough one, but gotta go with Last Christmas. That's my jam. That's and then Derek Rushing said, honestly, can't stand either one of them. Eh, you know. I'm kind of with you on on both, but at the same time, I gotta I gotta give our um, our generation credit for <laughs> something. If you want to give it to that, there's there's a couple of them. So, all right, I see we're out of time. My wow, <laughs> <my> rats. <laughs> uh, uh, so next up, two very 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 classics. Um, Silent Night, Little Drummer Boy. Yeah, what what we get on account on this one? This was pretty close. Ten for Drummer Boy, six for Silent Night. All right, and and 
you know, I think the re, you know, Silent Night might be the quintessential Christmas song or I don't know if you, it is a hymn for sure. Um, yeah. But it, it, it's the one that captures the essence and the solemnity of that of Christmas Eve and the evening. You know what I mean? There's just there, there's some real powerful images, I think, from that from that song. But I think yeah. Little Drummer Boy combined with the story and, and there, there's um, just a there's something very innocent about that one. But it tells a great great story uh and it's a it's a the similar story who is this drummer boy was he there at the the birth you know and you know there there's the 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 not the cartoon but the you know stop action you know puppet thing just like the rudolph um version um of little drummer boy so i think that one in my heart you know i i think i like that song or the images that that conjures up for me as a child more than anything um and so i gotta go little drummer boy but you know there is an artist that did that song you, you remember how you said some artists just shouldn't do christmas music yep um bob seeger covered little drummer boy on that now this is christmas the very first kind of compilation of kind of rock artists i think you two was on it and annie lennox singing winter wonderland and the pretenders singing have yourself a merry little christmas and you know, and it was it was like the first kind of, hey, here's a whole bunch of modern rock kind of Christmas songs. And I bought that thing and, and loved it. But that Bob Seger, I fast forwarded every time on my CD when, when he came singing Drummer Boy. I'd rather listen to Bon Jovi sing Run Run Rudolph than, than Bob Seger sing Little Drummer Boy. It just didn't sit well with me. I'm like, what the hell is that? Seeing you saying that this does I don't I can't hear Bon Jovi singing Christmas songs. It just doesn't seem right like that. Yeah. Right. Some of it seems forced, right? You know, like Oh, yeah. Yeah. So 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 what do you uh, like? What what do you got here? I got um I got the drummer boy. I mean, I love them both. I love them both. I really really do and I really hope to do Johnny Cash's version of Drummer Boy. Uh, oh, that could be. Man, he did it. He he did it really cool. And I think the first time he did it was live on the Johnny Cash Christmas special on ABC um, in like 1970. And how cool that would be to be able to redo that. So I really like that. But I also... Sinead O'Connor silent. I, I love that her up. voice. That up, man. You're gonna you're gonna dig that. It's haunting. It's nice. Was, yeah, she is. That's a great word. That's exactly how I used to describe her voice as haunting. And uh, you know, re real quick, a couple of quotes. You know, a lot of people like that mashup. You know, Maria Craig Stanley said, "Little drummer boy." And if you want to throw a little mashup on Earth, that's even better. The Bing Crosby, David Bowie, you know, version that he that's sings. Cool. Yeah, that cool is one. a great version. You know, I remember seeing that on TV. I remember that special. And I mean, Bing Crosby and David Bowie, you want to talk about two polar opposite type of ends of the spectrum. One is just buttoned up V-neck sweaters and the other is Ziggy Stardust, for goodness sake. And throwing those two together to sing a Christmas song. But I mean, their voices complemented each other about as well as you could have ever even I don't know that anybody could have guessed it would go that well that it that that show would record what is now 
a classic Christmas song, you know? Yeah, it was neat. I just watched that this week, too. That was really neat how they interacted with one another. Very respectful and, and yeah. tasteful. It was nice. Yeah, it was. Nice it was very... That's a good good way to say it. Tasteful and and respectful. That 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 was it. Um, somebody said uh, Dan Alsop said I'm going with Drummer Boy. Both great tunes, but I just love it. He said puts me in the Christmas mood every time. Yeah, yeah. Gina Hart said Drummer Boy. Something so moving about that song. All inspiring to me. Pretty much all versions. I mean, it is a great story. Everyone has something to give. Yeah, that's something. A, something they can give. Right. Yeah, that's right. Have to be, we don't have all the same talents. We don't have all the same wealth. We don't have all the same. But you, you know, we we start out equal, right? And we've all been given gifts, and there's something to to share, right? And 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 you know, the God I believe in wants us to use those gifts that He's given us to 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 give to others to glorify, you know, etc. So I, that's a good call, Bill. I like the way you said that. All right. All right. We moving on. It looks like we're. Yeah, we're moving on. I think um, right. producer Ryan is giving us a kick in the butt here. I think he is. Is this the last? Is this the last one here? Yeah, this is the last oh, one. Last one. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, and it, and I guess <sighs> this one is also from our generation. So Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas Is." You and then uh uh Santa Baby the kid? Santa Baby, the the sensual Santa Baby. Right. Yeah, well uh, she she was the OG. Four. She's the OG, right? And, and this matchup kind of caught me off guard, and I gotta give you credit because I, I, I wouldn't have necessarily thought to pair these two songs against each other, but I kind of like it because I think at the time that Eartha Kitt song came out, it was probably kind of one of the hep songs hadn't been, you know, it was new. It was not a traditional classic. It was a little sexy. It was a little, you know, and Mariah, wow. how many years later comes out with a new song? I mean, when Mariah came out with that song, you know, Last Christmas by Wham may have been the most recent kind of new Christmas song that actually captured people's hearts and imaginations and, and, and kind of had some staying power. And so all I want for Christmas comes out. I really thought that this was going to go the other way. I, I thought Mariah Carey would blow it out of the water because of, because such, such a popular song and it's played everywhere all the time. I mean, that's, it's that's probably, the reason why it isn't right. No, right. I think people are kind of over it. You know, I mean, it's still a great song and I still like hearing it, but I also don't pay attention nearly as much like I, I can kind of ignore it. You know what I mean? It's just background now not not front and center for me where santa baby gets my attention you know and and i even like the madonna version um i i think she does a really good version um as well and and eartha kit i mean come on she is she's on you know she's sex on wheels you know i i, I mean she just is the 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 godmother of that vibe you know she just had that sex appeal and that sensuality and and that that just vibe that made that song i think what it is today <laughs> so who do you got i'm going eartha for sure i mean i i just i just find that 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 vibe from her specifically 
maybe song if i'm just voting on the song maybe all i want for christmas is kind of a a better song because the the santa baby's kind of kitschy novelty you know yeah it doesn't say christmas to me for some reason but i like it for its content i like it for its uniqueness but i you know but like you say it doesn't really doesn't say christmas to me i don't know the mariah carey song says christmas to me either except that like you say i mean you're gonna hear it 50 times in the month of december you know it's it's gonna happen so but i guess just for um i mean i like i i like her voice better but just to give our generation a, a another bit of a nod i guess i'll give it to mariah carey slightly but i don't i don't know that i really care all that much about I, i'm not gonna reach for if i need the christmas vibe and it's christmas eve i ain't reaching for these two i'm not doing no that. well <laughs> and, and you know as we come near the end of our of our first season and our our you know our, our last episode of season one you know, I would say, and, and, you know, I'm looking forward to next Christmas because, you know, there's two songs that, the, and we talked about it before the show today, you know, White Christmas and the Christmas song. I, I Probably those two have been recorded by more artists than, than any other song. And I know that there's camps of people that are going to say nobody sings the Christmas song better than Nat King Cole. And I'll argue Johnny Mathis, Johnny Mathis and Andy Williams will give them a run for the money. Um, and I love Andy, Martin. Andy yep. Williams's whole sixties vibe, that kind of campy, kitschy, you know, almost, uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like that, that, um, Henry Mancini band kind of vibe, you know, that, that, uh, breakfast at Tiffany's kind of swagger and, and stuff with some jazz flute and some, <laughs> it yeah. just had that, that hip. I really like, I mean, I was, I, I mean, that Harry Connick Jr. tune, that must have been Santa oh. Claus. It's kind of got a, that New Orleans vibe in 1993 that he put out. Yeah. Like, also our generation, but that's got a totally different, that New, New Orleans sort of jazz on top of the beat sort of thing. Totally. Like, some of that stuff is really cool. It'd be great to, 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 to deep dive into some of that stuff a little later that, Maybe yeah, next. and I think you're right. Harry Connick Jr. When he's really good at Christmas, it's when he's bringing that New Orleans vibe into his songs. That those are the the stuff that by him that I just think is so electric and so good, and and makes it his own. You know what I mean? He, it, it it even if it's a classic, when he does it with a little New Orleans twist, that's when it it catches fire for me. You know, he, he brings his personality into it. And Mike, and Mike, a lot of these. 10 songs though which one does it for you out of these 10 who wins the the week overall yeah 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 i hear you i am gonna have to say wow out of these songs um i'm gonna say brenda lee rocking around the christmas tree really yeah really and i was and i'm going jingle bell rock so, <laughs> so that the, at the beginning of the week and those two matchups okay right yeah yeah, yeah that's what i go I, that's what i go to. i go to jingle bell rock kind of that's that would be one of my first ones in my christmas list on christmas eve but rocking around the christmas tree is going to be in there too yeah but i'll tell you well you know what my favorite modern christmas song is 
And I'll okay. tell you what my favorite classic is. My favorite modern is um, The Waitress's Christmas Wrapping. That is my favorite Christmas song, modern day-ish music. And Not then, oh man, you got it. I, I think you've heard it. You just didn't know, you just don't know who it we is. didn't know who, who it was. Yeah, yeah. but, uh, and then my other favorite um, classic Christmas, traditional Christmas, is Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas by Ella Fitzgerald. That is her, her version of that is is just got that great swing, um, and I really like, love the old the old um, lo-fi Glenn Miller, um, you know Glenn Miller band stuff, you know, and the Andersis Anders sisters. I'll tell you, I I got three: James Brown, Santa goes straight to the ghetto, but that's awesome. I mean, it's so. I mean, James Brown doing Christmas and uh. Joni Mitchell did sort of a a sad anti, which she's so good at, called River. Have you heard this? What mm -hmm. a cool sort of like somber Christmas number. And then uh, Johnny Cash and June Carter, uh, Christmas times are coming. That's one of my favorites. Man, this has been a great season. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. You know, we're finding our legs. I, I think we've got some good ideas that we've learned from um, this season and, and season two is going to be off the hook. I, I'm just really excited about how we're laying that thing out. I'm excited to share it with people and uh, you know, guys keep your eyes out for us about mid January, uh, the week of uh, the 17th, I believe James starting January 17th. We'll, we'll start putting the matchups back up and we're going to let you in a little bit before that, what the theme that whole season is going to be yeah yeah make sure you 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 subscribe to youtube and these channels we we really want to get interactive uh on this next season and i don't know how many episodes i think we did like nine episodes on yeah. this you know, we're gonna be like 10 episodes or something like that i was season. thinking yeah i think we can figure that out but 12 at the max you know somewhere 10 to 12 10 to 12 yeah, we'll we'll theme the whole season, and uh, man, it's going to be really exciting. And hopefully, we'll we'll bring everybody in on this thing and and enjoy it. We've been yeah. learning along the way. <laughs> yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna bring in some guests next season too. So yeah. some folks to come in and talk with us who who are in the biz and, and do this yeah. for a living. And and we're gonna be excited to introduce you to them. And uh, that reminds me, last night I went for the very first time to see El Monstero. At the that was pageant. your first time. Oh my! How can you God. be from St. Louis and? Dude, well, and the bass player was in my class in high school. <sighs> Kevin Gagnapain, man, and and God bless him, he hooked us up. He made sure my wife and I had seats in center. We were right in the center stay or center balcony, so we had a view of all the spectacle that that show is, and it's a show. It is not just the music. It's an immersive experience that takes you on a journey. It, it was visually scrumptious. It was unbelievable. So he, we're gonna he get changes Kevin it on up here. every year. That's what's great. Him as a producer, he changes it up every year so it's not the same look. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I've probably been to five of them or so. Oh, man. Fantastic. I mean, if you like Pink Floyd at all, even just a little bit, go. First of all, they are bang on, almost perfect with their playing and their their sound. Um, 
but then everything else just takes it to the next level. Their commitment to the show and their love of the audience and the interaction was a, a thing of beauty. Yeah, maybe we can get Kevin Gagnapain on here. I'd love to get uh, some of some of those cats on here and. Yeah, uh, I think our theme. I think our theme's going to line up nicely for Kevin next next season. So that yes. that that's that's going to be good. I think it is too. Hey, Man. Phil, 